Dan, it is days like today where I wish I was not self-employed, but rather I had a job that I could report off from. (laughs) Is that so? (laughs) Yeah, I caught my first significant head cold since well, the last couple years. <laughs> I tested negative, so we're good there, but it feels like I have a Buick inside of my sinuses and someone opened up all four doors at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not good. No. <clears throat> yeah. I haven't had a knock on wood here. I haven't had anything like that, but I know when you get it, it can really uh, take Ugh. you down and out. You know, when I used to have a, I'm doing my air quotes here, a real job, you know, in an office environment with the office coffee pot and the kitchen and all, I, like clockwork, would get one of just the worst colds ever, like right around the holidays. And I would suffer with it until like mid-January, February, and then I would be back to normal. When I left that behind me and became self-employed, the, the head colds are fewer, fewer and far between. Wow. Well, at least getting it around the holidays, you were able to share it with your family. So that's good. <laughs> well, the problem is <laughs> I, you know, I can't, not being self-employed, I can't report off. Yeah, I you know can't my, call in sick. Yeah, my boss is a jerk. So what am I going to do, you know? Right. I can't, I can't report off. I, I still got to get the work done. That's right. Show up no matter what condition. Yeah. Report in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I hope that uh, you are doing well, Dan, and I hope that all of our listeners are, and welcome everyone back to another episode of The Woodhounds. Yes. Welcome back. Let me just pause for a second as I wipe down the table here with some sanitizer just to make sure that I'm not going (laughs) to walk out of here with anything I didn't come in with. Yeah. But you know, um, back when I had my real job too, I caught pneumonia this one year and uh, I came, beca- I became like slightly germ phobic after that. Cause that was, that was ooh. awful. And when you mentioned hand sanitizer, you remember growing up at the gas stations when they used to pump gas for you, they would have that little metal thing on their belt that they would like click change out of it, you know, to, to give you your change back. <laughs> I, always, I know what you're I, talking about. Yes. <laughs> they need to make one of those that just shoots out hand sanitizer. I would just wear it on my belt loop all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. You're a little under the weather, but I do have something that may brighten your day. Oh, okay. What is it? We have hit uh, somewhat of a little milestone, I guess, here with the podcast. All right. Right now, this is episode 20 that we are recording. Are you serious? 20 episodes. Yes. All right. Way to go. Dan, it's been uh, it's been a joy. Yeah, we started out with what? We were going to do four and see how it yeah, went. We, <laughs> we committed to four. We felt that would justify the expenses that we took to buy our microphones and to pay for the <laughs> to pay for the web service to uh, administrate our our recordings. Yeah. And uh, here we are 20 episodes later, 20 episodes. Woo. I, I would offer you a glass, uh, as a toast, but I don't want to spread my, my funk to you. Yeah. Do you have anything bottled? 
hermetically sealed. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Well, well, here's to the next 20 episodes, Dan. Yeah, here we go. We're on our way. The, the, the next big milestone. What will it be? Either 21? number of episodes, number of downloads, who knows. But anyhow, we also did receive a um, a couple emails. Uh, so you know emails. what that means. That means it is time for listener mail. Yes, it is. We uh, we got a couple emails in. We got one from Nolan, from Alan, and then Mark uh, emailed us about a topic that he would like us to possibly discuss sometime, chainsaws. Chainsaws. Yeah. Do you really want to talk about chainsaws one Those day? Those fun-filled things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trust us, Mark. That is on the list. And, yes. Uh, yeah. I think the world revolves around chainsaws. We will add that down uh, for a future episode. Oh, yeah. You like chainsaws, don't you, Dan? Oh, I like one chainsaw. Yeah. The one I have. Be? The one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my first lessons I ever learned when I got into firewood and going out into the woods to cut down trees was you never go into the woods with one saw. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I learned that lesson fast. Yeah, I've I've had a few instances. I still haven't learned it. I still only go with one. <laughs> yeah. Do you um when when you use a chainsaw though, are you cutting firewood or would you just like cut, you know, like prune or cut trees down or is it just mostly firewood? Just mostly bucking up logs, firewood related. Yeah. And and I don't go into the woods too often, I guess. Everything it's just working with the logs I get, you know, dropped off in my yard. Mm-hmm. I used to go in the woods, but not anymore. Uh, that's that's behind me now. I, my production, my volume is too high, so I it makes sense for me to pay for the the logs to come to me, and we split them small, and then we get them ready for sale. Yeah. And and that's kind of like the one thing I wanted to uh, kind of just pick your brain on a little bit today. One part yes. of your sales, the bundle sales. Yeah, bundle sales. Bundle of joy. I'm kind of, I'm kind of still on the fence, debating whether to make the switch to the wraps, the wrap bundles, or to stick with my my bags. Yeah. Well, what Dan is talking about in bundled sales. So, if you have been to the grocery store, you know, usually in the the breezeway where all the the carts, or out here in Ohio we call them buggies, where they are kept. <laughs> would be a big display of firewood and there'd be about six to eight sticks of firewood wrapped up and and you pay a high price for them, like six, seven, eight, nine, ten dollars for a bundle. When people make bundled firewood for sale, uh, you know, at the roadside stand or at the local bait shop, there's a number of ways that people do it. And one way is they buy those uh, onion bags, I guess, for lack of a better term. Is that what you call them, Dan? Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Yep. They're just the orange mesh bag and you just shove firewood into it. Um, some people just wrap like jute uh, rope, you know, or baling twine around them. And then there's the the, the stretch wrap that, that goes around it. So uh, if you're asking me, you know, that to do the stretch wrap usually comes with an investment. You got to have some kind of a jig for the wood to sit in so you can really 
yank on that um, wrap to make it tight. Uh, or you can buy a machine. And the machines range anywhere from like $1,000 to $3,000. Um, yeah. So there is an overhead there. But, you know, the bags uh, is, you know, there's no machine necessary for that. But the bags are expensive, you know? I mean, yeah. you might think like 50 cents for a bag is not that expensive. But when you're making 100, 200, 500 bags, <laughs> you know, that becomes that becomes expensive after a while. Yes, it does. Yes, yeah, it does. I, you know, Dan, I think as with everything in firewood, it comes down to volume and, and here's that term economy of scale, where, Ooh. you know, if you were just hauling mulch for your yard, you can do it with a pickup truck. But if you're hauling mulch to a centralized mulch pit for retail sales, you need a gigantic dump truck, you know, so yep. which one do you want? It just seems to me if you are getting in the volume and I don't know where that line's drawn, I think you need to start getting away from the bags and start getting into the stretch wrap. Yeah, I've been, like I said, I've been debating it for a while now. I, I get a lot of uh, comments on my YouTube channel whenever I'm making my, my bundles or my bags, I guess. And everyone's always like, you need to switch to the wrap. You need to get a bundler. You need to change it up. But yeah. for now, I, I don't know. It just seems the bags have been working great. And, you know, I don't, the thing that I look at is if I were to go, like, say, supply a gas station with bundles, I'm probably going to have to sell them to them for maybe three bucks, three and a half bucks, four bucks, maybe. Yeah. And so if I make the bag and I sell it for five, the 50 cents cost of the bag, I'm still making more. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It's it's mm -hmm. one of the things you just I don't know. Dan, I look at bundled sales from the eyes of a retailer. And in retailing, the emphasis is on the product and for that the customer can see the product and understand what it is. And that's why packaging is so important. If you ever watch the Shark Tank, you know that show with oh, Mark Cuban. Yes. Yes. I mean, whenever the, someone's selling something, they're always interested in the packaging because the packaging just brings so much value to an item. And that's where I think the stretch wrap really uh, separates itself from everything else because it's transparent. You can see the firewood. You can feel it, you know, because you can touch the exposed edges of it. You can put your label in there and it looks great and it looks professional. Uh, the bundle is nice and tight and the logs aren't like rattling around. And, you know, the opposite to that, I think, is the is the bags. I think they're good. They get you so far. But when you also get into production, those the stretch wrap, it's just so much faster to to knock out bundles made like that versus the bags. And I used to make them with the bags. And I know there's all different ways, you know, the bucket with a hole cut out of it. <laughs> I used my my flexible flyer sled. You know, if you grew up Ooh, in the snow yeah. belt, you know what yep. you know what those things are. And uh, you know, I it they have their place. They serve their purpose. As does twine too. Right. Uh, yep. But you know, but that is where I think if something is worth doing, especially in firewood, because there's so many other people out there that are doing that. What can you do to separate yourself from everyone else? And a very, you know, I mean, $2,000 is a lot of money. Let's make no bones about that. 
But when you think about what money you can generate with that, that makes that machine look pretty reasonably priced. Right. Yep. Yeah. The, but the thing is that the bags I do use, they do have a nice big firewood label on the side of it. They do kind of mm -hmm. look nice. And, sure. and I will say I've watched people um, like making bundles with a machine. You know how you take a, you take a piece and you put it in your tray and then you take another piece and you almost handle each piece individually. And then you got to kind of rearrange them to get them to fit good. We're like with my little trash can, I grab an armful, and I just throw it in. Sure. <laughs> so there is some, you know, there's mm -hmm. some ways that I get. And the other thing is, if you do have a, a stretch wrap, you better make sure you do have some good looking wood. Because to your point, if you can see it, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's got to be good looking inside that, that stretch wrap. Well, and that is where I think the bundled market commands good looking firewood. Yes. Because who are the consumers that buy bundled firewood. You know, they are not the people who are like you and me, <laughs> you know, who, who just need something that's made out of wood that we can throw it into our furnace. Uh, people that buy bundled firewood are just occasional burners. And I think they have, you know, usually a, a house where wood and firewood is not part of the family culture. They may not want a big stack of wood around their house or they may not be able to have it because they have a small apartment or a townhome and they have to bring their wood inside. So it has to be clean. There can't be bugs on it or mud or, or crumbs that are just falling off of it. And that's why I think, you know, when you make bundled firewood and it, you, you will usually see too, that it's split much smaller. And yes. You yep. know, that's the style of wood that, you know, the occasional burner wants to use. So I think the emphasis is on the product that's on the inside and then why not show it off? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I have seen some, like if you go to some of the big box stores, you'll see they have kind of bundles for sale inside. And I mean, some of them look like there's only like four pieces of wood in the bundle and it just, right. <laughs> it's just crazy. Right. Uh, and I, they're obviously selling them because if they weren't, they probably wouldn't have them in there, but mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, the bundles are an interesting area of the firewood market for me. Yeah, it sure is. It's totally, not totally different, but it's a lot different from bulk sales. Yes. And what I like about the stretch wrap is that it's an opportunity for me to be exceptional. Man, when I put my label in there and I have a professionally made label, and all it is, is, you know, it's like a half a sheet of typing paper. I use a glossy paper. It seems to hold up better if it gets rained on, but it's color ink. Uh, you know, it's got a UPC code on it. It's got all of the required, uh, verbiage for my state, you know, with the, the quantity inside oh, of it where yep, it's made. Yep. Uh, it just looks awesome when it's all done. And when I take a truckload of those up, I feel like a million dollars. Like I'm, I don't know. You just see like products on the shelf, like go down the candy aisle and you just see all these candy bars with all these labels and stuff. And man, they just look so professional. <laughs> and I get that same sense with my firewood when I make a like a 50 bundle delivery. Gosh, I mean, it looks like a million dollars in the back of my truck going down the road. You know, it, it, I think it just says that I'm not some Mickey Mouse operation, you know, that we are professional. Yeah. And uh, it commands and, and it really does help build your brand. It separates you from everyone else. Right. And mm -hmm. I think 
And I think along with the, I mean, you can, we can talk about the differences between the wrap and the bag and the, the presentation of that and how they look. But back to the point about the wood, like your bundles are made with accurately measured sticks of firewood. So when yes. you bundle them up, they do look like a nice little cube of wood. And I think that's yeah. another important factor. If anyone's out there thinking about getting into bundles, like you need to have consistent product. You need to cut your firewood to a certain length yeah. and maintain it. Yeah. When I am pulling logs, like I have sections of my firewood that are for bundles, but there's still the occasional weird shape, you know, that gets thrown in there or it's got a twist in it yep. or <laughs> a big, a big knot sticking out of the side of it. It, do, it doesn't go in because it doesn't wrap right. You know, it just looks weird. Yep. And it just throws everything else off, especially when you're stacking them, you know, and you got one that's, you know, just shaped weird and, you know, nothing, you can't stack anything on top of it because it's not, it's not square. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, so yes, Dan is correct. It pays to have consistent uniform firewood and yeah. then, st and then stay away from oak. <laughs> 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 that is the thing that surprises me the most up here is that at the gas stations and the grocery stores that I go to, and I, I'll always look at the bundles they have, you know, and a lot of the times the majority of the wood is oak. And yes. I just don't know, like to don't me, put, oak is a terrible <laughs> bundle of wood. <laughs> I wouldn't put my name on the bundle. <laughs> it, you know, I just, you know, oak is a great firewood, but it's not great for bundles. You know, no. because I'm just going to assume that it's not kiln dried. It's not air dried for two years. It's not going to burn. And people that buy bundles, I think, you know, you can argue that they are not as experienced starting fires and it helps that they have a dry, ready to light stick. Yes. And, you know, an oak's just, oak's a problem. Yeah. If know. you're, if you're buying bundles for heat, you're way off base. <laughs> like you should yeah. not be buying yeah. bundles to like heat your house with. <laughs> But, or they might be just that that wealthy, you know. They use their ten dollar bills as fire starter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've done many times in my fire pit. I'll put oak on, and it just you know it burns great. It burns long. It burns hot, but it just doesn't to me give off that recreational yeah. ambiance of crackling flames and dancing right. light. And yeah, but I just think bundles, though, generally speaking, no matter how you make them. I think it's worth the effort, especially if you're just getting started out. And I have made this case too, for people that are wanting to get into firewood. Uh, I think you can run a profitable bundle business out of a townhome. You know, I don't even think you need a truck because yeah. you can always find someone to bring you the wood. You can have an electric splitter in your garage that doesn't even make noise and just split everything down in a wrapper, which doesn't make any noise. And you have a, you have a legitimate business model. Uh, and then if you do have some yard where you can stack some wood, I mean, there you go. You don't even need, I would even think you wouldn't even need a chainsaw because you can find firewood for sale everywhere and anywhere. Right. You know, during, during whatever time of the season, things get tight, you know, in February. But just go buy firewood already made. And if you have to resplit it, resplit it and wrap it, you can probably quadruple your investment just by wrapping, wrapping with small bundles. Yeah, I, I would say the bundles do offer the highest, uh, I guess, markup and, and, and the ease. Like you said, you could, you could buy a 
face cord, or even a cord of already split firewood. You may need to resplit some pieces, but then if you just take the time and effort to make bundles, you'd be make you could make money. I mean, you could yeah. be making no money doubt. right there. If the Martians came and took all of my equipment away, I would get back into the market and I would probably just start with a wrapper and a and a and a super splitter. Uh, I think you can quickly build a business with that. And I would, you know, the people who I would sell to, I would stay away from all the national retailers. I would just go to my local grocery stores, hardware stores, bait shops, uh, you know, fireplace or grill. Um, you know, we have a, a company that just sells grills and outdoor you know, patio furniture and all. Oh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I would make them professional. I would have a label. I'd have a UPC code. And I, w- I would just go after it like that. Now, do you um, do you make your bundles kind of like as needed on demand, or do you try to get ahead with uh, an inventory of bundles? Yeah. Well, as with everything that I do, it is <laughs> it's trial and error, you know, because you have this brilliant idea, and you have an idea on how it's probably going to go, and then you find out that it doesn't go like that. And I had thought that I would buy this wrapper, I would wrap a a caboodle is that an amount i would yes. i would wrap a lot of bundles and i would just have them warehoused in my born uh, but i learned right away that's it's just at least for me it's not going to work like that because i got these neighbors i live out here in the farm farmlands these neighbor cats come in there and they pee all over them oh my goodness you know i mean that sounds like a joke but it's serious you know you can't sell you know what cat pee smells like <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah. you know, you wrap that wood, it's dry, but it's not all the way dry when it's wrapped, it dries out some more and it shrinks. And then it, the, the wrapping goes slack or the yeah. wrapping stretches over time. So I just started, um, making them to order. And I, I think, and I have said this on my YouTube channel, I believe in bundles, but I don't go after them as hard as I probably should. And I think it's because they cause me stress uh, because <laughs> of that order, you know, the order that comes in. Yep. And then, I, you know, I, I got to move everything around to get the, the wrapper out. I got to get my truck backed in and then I got to get my wood and bring it up. And then it's going to rain because it always rains. Of course. And yep. you can't wrap wood that's gotten rained on. You know, same reason it soaks up water and expands and then you wrap it and then it dries out and then you're you're your bundle slack. Yeah. It's just stressful for me. Now, if I had a big barn that was air conditioned and well lit and had a refrigerator next to it stocked with Dr. Pepper, I would probably have different opinions. But for me right <laughs> now, <laughs> bundles just aren't that much fun for me. Uh, no, no, no. They're not not fun. They're just not as fun as right. I was hoping them to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's and with with the bags, I've I've tried to like get ahead, but then I always you know worry about like rodents getting in them if I store them somewhere, yes. and and you know it's there's there's many times where I'll go out in the morning and I'll see you know I have a couple open spots in the stand and I need to put some bundles out. I'll put the bundles out, go make them, put them out, and then by the end of the day, somebody's bought them, and then I got to go back quick. And make a whole bunch more because, you know, it's that time of the day, like in the evening when people are coming to get bundles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I make them as needed, but 
some days it's just like, oh man, now I got to quick go make some new bundles. But could you imagine selling a bag of firewood to a customer and they take it home and they open it up and there's a mouse nest inside of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying about, you know, the bundles <laughs> and the neighbor's cats and, you know, because it's, I see it, it's a retail product and it's gotta be, it's gotta be nice. Yep. You know, it's, it's different from bulk. It has to be presentable. It's got to be appealing. And, you know, when you put your, your name and your label on it, people know how to get a hold of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they know who you are. Yeah, they do. And that may not be good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, I had somebody that I, I wondered, or I always kind of think about, you know, how easy it is to take the wood out of those bags, you know, and, un- yeah. and unload them to use it. And, and somebody actually told me that they just take the whole bag and throw it on the fire. <laughs> they don't bother unloading it. They just, you know, they'll buy like four or five bundles and then oh, start wow. a fire. And when the fire gets low, they just throw a whole bag on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I delivered four bundles this week to a customer who has a portable pizza oven on his patio Mm. and he had bought wood off me a long time ago when I first got started and I did have onion bags and I made my own labels with printer paper off my copier you know just black and white and when I was stacking them in his garage one there was one of them still on his bottom shelf (laughs) (laughs) that was there from like three years ago I I reckon I should have took a picture of it. I was thinking, wow, look how far I've come. <laughs> but that that is how I use um, bundles, not just exclusively to sell wholesale to a retailer, you know, to a, a, a convenience store or a, a hardware store. I get requests from customers where they'll say, you know, that serious. They don't care. They don't need a lot of firewood. They just need a few bundles. They're having a party. Yeah, uh, you know. And it just works out because I have a pretty, not a very busy week, but I'm always on the road and it doesn't matter where they are. I will be driving by their place, you know, here in where I live. And I just did that today. I just dropped off four bundles and made, you know, a quick $40 off of it. 10 bucks a bundle delivered. Heck yeah. That's a good deal. Nice. You know, my bundles are bigger, you know, they're, they're delivered with a smile. They're supporting local business and they're willing to pay for that 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 premium oh that's that's Mm -hmm. why the price is so high the smile comes with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah one idea i've kind of been kicking around is i have close to me a a big uh like kind of a new development uh, a couple neighborhoods that they last three five years have developed and i actually kind of thought about doing a going to their facebook group and just kind of announcing like on certain days i would kind of be in the area kind of like the ice cream man you know like yes. roll, th- roll through the neighborhood with my truck and have bundles and uh kind of be like the firewood ice cream man that was an idea i had when i first started devising my plan for a high wood burner was a subscription based bundle oh. delivery service cuz we got all these townhomes and apartments around here and they have chimneys yeah. So, and I know that they can't, they don't have the space for bulk. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, for like X dollars a month, you know, I will deliver you, you know, your bundles three times a, three times a month during, you know, November, December, January, February. 
Right. Certain yeah. days of the week, you just show up and drop the bundles off, and whether they have one left or none left, you they get whatever they order again. Yeah, and that's still on my radar, but you know, my my business has just been in transition since the day I started. Yeah. <laughs> I have a tiger by the tail and uh, one day I'll come up for air and I'll be able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's, uh, that's like I said, I'm still, I'm the same way. This, this bundle thing has been going round and round and just been, you know, a bundle of thoughts in my brain. Yeah. (laughs) Bouncing around. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me a bundle of nerves just thinking about it. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's Mm -hmm. crazy. I would recommend, though, to anyone who's thinking of starting a firewood delivery service, especially if you're just a single person and you don't have a lot of resources, get away from bulk. Quit <laughs> quit selling and delivering cords and just, just do bundles. You'll yeah. make more money. Uh, you'll have less work and less mess around the house. And... Uh, then you can use that and the money that you get from that side of your business to start expanding elsewhere. And real quick, what is the best? I know there's two kinds of wrap and you always stressed one wraps better than the other. Yeah. Well, I have learned this again from experience. So uh, you can do whatever you want, but I, there are two types of stretch wrap. There is cast and there is blown. You do not want blown stretch wrap just get cast uh, blown stretch wrap is like a torture device when it's unraveling it is just painfully loud <laughs> and it is there is a opaqueness to it where it's like a dirty window to look through oh and, and it obscures your your beautiful label uh, cast is what you want it is so fun to work with it's quiet it stretches better. It is totally transparent. And I've gravitated towards the thinner gauges. So I go with 90 gauge. So let me think this 12 inch, 90 gauge cast stretch wrap. Bam. That was, that was my next question is what is the width of the roll? 12 inch? Yeah, 12 inch. Cast. Yep. 90 cast, gauge. 90 gauge. That's it. Or not, what do they call it? Some call it mill, some call it gauge, 90. Yeah, 90. Yeah, yeah there's other, like, I've tried 80, you know, which is thicker, but it just seems like the, you know, people think thicker is better, and I think the thinner seems to work better. Hmm. And I didn't do these calculations myself, but I had done some research, and the consensus is on a typical wrapped bundle, which I think is four wraps, equals 17 cents of stretch wrap per bundle oh that's not bad yeah so like you know if you're making your bundles and you're getting some volume you can you know versus 50 cents for a bag you know that that starts to add up after a while yeah i'd probably make Mm -hmm. five wraps though just so mine would be a little bit better so it'd probably cost me more (laughs) my campground ones where i do not use labels i wrap it three times it does it fine really uh yeah when i do labels i wrap it four times and that's simply because i'm not fast enough to when i get the wrap i push the wrap and hold it on top with my hand i step on the gas pedal and it starts wrapping by the time i can get my hand pulled out after the first wrap 
grab the label and then stick it on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I need that extra wrap. So have you, ever, have you ever completely wrapped your arm in a bundle? I've got my glove. I had to pull. I couldn't get my hand out one time and it came out and left my glove inside the, <laughs> inside the bundle. <laughs> yeah. So if Michael Jackson ever bought my bundle, he would have found his other glove. There's <laughs> a little eighties humor for you. Oh out there. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think this talk of bundles is actually makes you, uh, it's got you feeling a little bit better. You sound like, yeah, you, yeah. I'm a bun- it's a bundle of joy. You're a bundle of joy. Once again, uh-huh. <laughs> to me, bundles is, it's a business model and you know just because i think it's such a big section of the firewood industry i mean you could have your own podcast just on firewood bundles no oh. uh, there's so much there's so much more that we can get into and i think we need to put that on the list next to mark's yeah. uh, chainsaw recommendation right well i'm going to take all the stuff we talked about here i'm going to bundle it up and maybe put it Ooh. into put it into use here and and m- try to make my decisions about which direction I'm going to continue going. The thing is, I have a bunch of bags I still have to use up, so I've got time. Uh-huh. I've got time to make this decision, but there might be a change at yep. the Back 40 Firewood stand in the future. All right. I would. There's one other recommendation. So all these bundle machines, you know, there's two established sizes of bundles. There is one cubic foot, and there is 0.75 or three quarters of a cubic foot. And your math nerds out there will you know, say that you're technically not accurate because a stick is 16 inches long, so it's not <laughs> exactly one cubic foot. But find a machine that can make both. Because ah. uh, some of them only have the cradle for one cubic foot. I guess you could become inventive and put your own shims in there to, to shrink it down. But find your wrappers that can make both because I think the smaller bundles are more profitable and the better way to go. And that's what yours are is 0.75? Yes. Cubic feet. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. good tip. Good tip. Yes. I think that's a good mm-hmm. one to end on because oh, okay. I'm, I'm starting to feel like I need to go take a, you know, cleanse here just in case there's any of these germs that made the way across the table. <laughs> i don't want Let to bundle them up and take the them hand, home with yeah. me <laughs> yeah i'll pass you the hand sanitizer i'll shrink i'll stretch wrap you I'll stretch wrap you some hand sanitizer for yes. your for your trip home for my trip home that'd be great yeah okay <laughs> well i want to thank everyone for tuning in for another episode of the woodhounds we hope that you found this entertaining episode 20 in the books hope everyone enjoys it and thanks again for downloading and listening and if you have any uh thoughts suggestions or anything be sure to drop us an email thewoodhounds at gmail.com there you go dan what do you say here's to episode 21 yes cheers and i hope everyone has a be cool (laughs) 